0: Welcome to Postscript, my name is Dave Severns, Uh, I'm the worship pastor here at Compass Point and today with me we have, not lead pastor, Paul Eastwood, but we have uh, Pastor Brad Klink who's our pastor of connections, uh, you know, and titles are titles, but Brad is, he does all kinds of things. Um, It was so good to have you preach on Sunday, how are you doing today Brad?
1: Yeah, I'm doing uh, great, Dave. I'm excited to be here on Postscript and uh, looking forward to talking about uh, this past Sunday's message. Yeah, and you got you
0: got like a super easy passage, really straightforward, right? Uh, Second Thessalonians, no no real questions. I mean, we don't even need to do this. <laughs> no, I'm I'm joking. If you haven't if you haven't spent any time, uh, go right now. Grab your Bible, pause this podcast, and open up Second Thessalonians two, uh, and have a read. This is a passage. I mean, even internally, we referred to as the "Man of Lawlessness" passage, right? Because it's uh, it's got this kind of bit of a confusing bit. But you you took us on a really good journey on Sunday, uh, helping us not to dig into this confusing and potentially contentious thing, but but kind of gave us the bigger picture of the passage. Can you give us a little bit of a recap? What is it we need to be learning as we approach this?
1: Yeah, well, I, certainly when you read the passage, you get to this this part. Uh, this point where you're forced to go one of two directions, either you you kind of allow it to all be about the man of lawlessness and you dive mm-hmm. into that and get curious about that. Or you or you step back and you say, now why would Paul be writing you know this passage to this young church? And uh, and when you think about that, that what the church was going through, the persecution, the trials, they were uh, losing their hope. They thought maybe Jesus had come and uh, and they missed it. And and so Paul is responding to some of that uh, that context. And so he's reminding them that despite their tremendous fear, that God is the antidote to fear, that there's, um, that there's nothing more powerful uh, than, than God. And, and so I, I touched on four points trying to draw us back to, uh, to those truths about God and then how we could mm-hmm. each uh, sort of internalize something from that learning. So the first thing we talked about is God is in control of the future. It's neat that he lays out what the future looks like that Paul does for these Thessalonians uh, and it even involves God controlling people in the future who will rise up against him. Okay. And I uh, yeah. uh, thought that was pretty uh, pretty interesting thing from the passage and we can certainly find find peace when things are confusing because he is in control of the future. Second thing we talked about is God is holding back evil. We see in this passage that uh, that it, it says that evil is being held back, and and I think that can help us have a new perspective or, or see God differently, perhaps in a new way um, through through hard times. To think, wow, He is active and and holding back evil. Uh, third thing we looked at was that God's uh, victory over evil is certain, and um, we get this picture of of Jesus literally breathing on this man of lawlessness and just by his very presence and breath uh, he's destroyed and and it's just a picture of such incredible uh such incredible power and we can uh, we can look at that and 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 really get confidence from the fact that the victory over evil is assured. Yeah. And then finally we looked a little bit more uh a little bit more personally a little bit more eternally we looked at the fact that God offers salvation by his grace and we're mm. reminded that it's not uh it's not our our works that save us, but it's through His grace that He offers uh, salvation. And and um, and and we took away from that the same thing that was written at the end of this passage, which is the fact that we can find comfort and hope and strength for today because of that. And so together we we learned about these four attributes of God and how they help Him to be the antidote to fear and uh, what we can take away, including you know confidence and new perspective and and peace. Um, uh, comfort through, through these times.
0: Yeah. And I love that, Brad. I love, um, I love these four points and I actually think, man, if we could keep these things in mind as we approach all scripture, kind of no matter how, uh, how confusing. And sometimes we're like, what is going on? Um, these, these things to me seem to be true always, right? God is always in control. He's, he's holding evil back. He's, he's going to have complete victory over evil. That is certain. Uh, and then he offers salvation through his grace. Um, so I love that. But I want to, I want to loop back around and spend a bit of time, you know, God is holding evil back. Um, that one is the one that probably hits my ears and I go, really? Like, have you, you know, we're in the middle of a pandemic, right, Brad? Like it's yeah. like, it, things really aren't that great right now. How is it? How is it? We kind of wrestle with this fact that, you know, God tells us he's holding evil back and yet we still have a lot of evil. There's still a lot of stuff in the world that I'm like, oh, it's so broken. What do we, how do we live in that tension?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it's a good question. I mean, we, the reason we get this picture of the future is, is to, to give us hope, to, to, you know, help us to, to recognize that things things are broken and things aren't great. And to, and to give us that hope that, that, you know, at, at, in some point in the future, evil will be completely gone and things will be restored and made new. And there's, you know, there is, there is for sure a, a, uh, attention there. And, uh, yeah, just, we, it's something we have to wrestle with the reality of two kingdoms on earth, right? Uh, mm-hmm. God's kingdom, not yet being fulfilled. And yet, uh, the, the kingdom of darkness still at work on earth. And yet at, at some point we have the hope of God's kingdom triumphing. So, I mean,
0: the, the whole man of lawlessness thing here, obviously this is kind of a, a key thing. Um, and I, I think you kind of pointed us in the right direction and that it it's, it's dangerous to spend too much time and to get too focused. And uh, as you, I think it was you who said, or maybe it was someone, someone else I heard saying, you know, in, in my parents or grandparents' generation, there have been four people who have been the antichrist pretty clearly, like at different times, people said a different person and, you know, the literal antichrist is it? you know, maybe not clearly Jesus hasn't returned in his full glory yet. So maybe we're not there. How do we, how do we deal with stuff like the antichrist? Um, how do we give it appropriate attention? And this is a conversation Paul and I have had a bit. Um, how do we, how do we care about it, but also not really let it kind of consume us in our studies?
1: Yeah. What do you do there? Yeah. That's, I mean, yeah, you can you can err on either either side and too far in the extreme, right? You can become obsessed with sort of things of the end time and uh, where you f- your 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 focus can get off of Jesus and and his coming and more onto the uh, the bits and pieces and trying to fit things together into your own uh, you know apocalyptic apocalyptic puzzle that you're trying to put together, and and that's no good. But on the other side, there's a reason why these things are included in scripture, right? Mm. And and um, you know, because it does give us hope. It does it does remind us that our God is in control, that He knows yeah. the future, that, that everything uh is all right and will be all right and everything will be made right. And uh and so yeah, it's a it's a balance. You don't want to be obsessed, you don't wanna be oblivious, you wanna, you know, garner the the hope of that which with which it was shared, um, but not uh, but not allow you to travel down that path so far that you lose sight of of uh, Jesus and the the reason why some of those passages are are there in Scripture. So, do you
0: in your life with with things like the Antichrist say, uh, or maybe even some of the um, the end times tribulation stuff in general? What where do you find you have the best and most helpful conversations about those, or the best study around them? And where would you say maybe this is the best time to leave that issue alone? Because uh, mm-hmm. I know you spent you spend a lot of time. I mean, you're obviously a pastor. You spend time studying and in conversation with. People like myself who also have a degree in theology, but you also spend a lot of time with your neighbors and people who, mm. you know, barely know who Jesus is. Where where are the right places to explore some of these things or, or how to
1: do it? Yeah, yeah that's, it's a, that's a that's a great question. And it's, it's you know, it's interesting reading. It's interesting to poke your head in every once in a while. You don't get, want to get stuck there. but. For me, I've defined a pretty short list of things I'm going to live and die on and things I'm going to really mm. focus on. Jesus is coming back. I know this world will be restored. I know there is hope. I know that I am saved by faith. <laughs> um, I know that some some weird and hard to understand things are going to happen at the end of time, but I know my God is in control of all that stuff. And so I, I don't mind hanging out on sort of the the things I I, I know through Scripture, the things I am certain of. I uh I, I don't. I don't have a lot of conversations around uh, you know uh, pre-millennialism, a, a millennium, uh, you know pre-rapture, post-rapture, mid, mid, yeah. mid-tribulation. You know that all of the, these things. They don't really. They don't really work into the conversation very often because when one realizes that Jesus is coming back and the new heaven and new earth will be restored, everything kind of pales in comparison. What I, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, no, that's, that's, uh, that's good. And they are like, they are fun conversations and we occasionally have them around the office, but I think it's, you know, it is worth with these, um, there's a lot of smart people who have some different opinions, but you know, when it comes to the Bible, everyone kind of agrees that we are, we are saved by grace, right? Like that's, that's pretty key. And that's kind of Mm -hmm. where we need to hang our hats. Um, so, so let's talk a little bit about, you know, the, the reality of life right now in this, uh, I mean, this whole series we're, we're talking about is waiting, Uh, and we find ourselves during COVID in this waiting. And it was interesting, even this week, as we prepped our service, Brad, um, there were some changes that God kind of prompted on us and some, yeah, just some things we switched up, uh, which, which kind of led you and I to do our preparation differently than maybe we have. And, and led us to, uh, led me to include something that I, I, you know, if you'd asked me on Monday, if I was going to sing... Uh, that song, I I sang a song called the God who never tires, uh, just because God really kind of laid it on my heart and made a space for it. And and it was like, I, I think this is what we need. Um, but yeah, just kind of interesting. Is there anything that, that God kind of worked through you this week as you were, as you were preparing, what, what felt different and how, how does that kind of even relate back to this idea of, of living with confidence in these four things that you gave us?
1: Hmm yeah yeah I'm, I'm glad you asked dave i i you know i certainly felt more behind the eight ball than i often do preparing a, a message in this week's context due to some of the changes and and uh the reality is i had some things i couldn't move at the end of my week so i didn't mm-hmm. actually uh, sit down till friday night and and for a guy who loves to loves to plan and loves to pre read and loves to uh do some of those things further out it was uh it was uh a little bit nerve-wracking for me and and uh and tough for my natural wiring and and like many of us when we're forced into sort of uh areas of tension or or a uh, challenge um it drives us to our knees and hmm. and i found that this this week even more so than normal um i spent more and more time in prayer before this message and really recognized that i that that um i needed the holy spirit to to really breathe breathe life into me and into this uh passage for me and and uh, and I, I will tell you that Saturday, um, I experienced God in a way that, uh, you know, I, I often don't in sermon prep or haven't yeah. recently in sermon prep. And it was incredible to see, uh, to see him sort of empower and just yeah. come, you know, have it come quick. And, and, uh, you know, I, I give all, uh, praise and glory to him for his faithfulness and a te- testament to answered prayer. And, uh, you know, I hope those who were out on Sunday and, and uh, were with us uh, going through this passage, um, you know, experienced God in in a, in a similar way through the truths of this scripture and through the truths that we talked about on Sunday.
0: Yeah. And I, I mean, there's something really, really good there. And we've been talking about this kind of internally and, and, and we talk about it externally as well. But um, yeah, if you come to the Bible, if you come to church just with this desire to get the answers right, to fill your head with the right knowledge. As opposed to meet with God, uh, meeting with God, to encountering him, to to experiencing this truth, which is... Uh, I, we, we've both heard from a lot of people this Sunday that God kind of met with people in a unique way this week, um, as he did with both of us. Uh, there's something really good there. And it's, it's funny almost to me that this, again, this is a passage with this man of lawlessness stuff that that can, can kind of throw us off, if I can say that. It can kind of distract us from these main points. Uh, and yet God... God showed up uh, and met us in a really real way. Um, and even like, so the, the song that I sang, uh, The God Who Never Tires, it just kind of born out of this idea that um, I am tired and I think everyone I know is tired. This has been, it's been a particularly heavy week and season for a lot of people I love and a lot of people I know. And kind of every time I turn around, someone else in my life is Uh, something's happening that I really need to pray for. And not that that's a bad thing in any way, uh, but just this need to kind of come back to God and come back to these basic things you reminded us and say like, Oh God, I'm going to hold up the truth and the reality of the situation I'm in right now, which is that I'm exhausted, that I really, you know, like there's a lot I can't control. And like, it doesn't feel like I'm going to get in control anytime soon. Right. We all want to just, we want to know when we're back to normal, but that's not, it's not on the table right now. Right. <laughs> like it's, it's just not.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: but there's some really, really good things of reminding ourselves of these truths about God and these, um, yeah, these, these kind of big universal things that he, he's got the future. Mm. Uh, he's keeping evil at bay. Even when we're experiencing a lot of evil, um, he saves us through grace. Like these are, man, these are such good, uh, good things. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's, it's wonderful to get into Scripture and be reminded of of the truth. And uh, and as well, I think one thing that's uh, been neat for my experience this past week, even hearing a little bit of your journey with sharing that song, is uh, we can be encouraged by each other, too. I think hmm. sharing our stories of, of uh, this is how I encountered God this week, this is how I encountered God this Sunday, this is how I— you know, encountered God. You know, those having those recent stories and sharing them. Um, sometimes I know. It can be uh, it can be um, tough you can, to be vulnerable to share sort of things you're learning, uh, you know, especially you and I as as pastors to yeah. to say, hey, this is something I was reminded of because it might be something that that you know we we have or should have known for a long time, and yet to be reminded and experience God in a new fresh way to to share that with each other is so important. I would certainly, you know, yeah, yeah ask your, ask our listeners today to, to be, be eager to share uh, those God stories Mm -hmm. with other people.
0: Yeah. And I would, you know, just echo what you're saying there. Um, So often, uh, so often, again, we approach our faith as this kind of like mental exercise of like, do I know the right thing? Uh, And God, certainly at different times in my life has, has revealed things to me and moved in my heart and shown things to be true that are like, like they're basic, I'll say they're, you know, like God's grace is good, right? That like, if you've been around the church a while, you kind of know that one. Uh, And yet it seems everyone I know who's following Jesus and who's seeking to encounter him in their daily lives, they come to a season years after starting to follow Jesus and just like, are just floored by this sudden awareness and sudden revelation of how good God's grace is. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's a good thing. Like, I feel like Again, sometimes we think simplicity and repeating the same thing, like, isn't there something fresh? Isn't there something new? Uh, There is. It's often that these truths have a depth and can live in our lives in ways that we haven't yet experienced. Um, And I think, again, like we've spent a lot of time in Thessalonians and talking about waiting and talking about Jesus is in control of the end. You know, it's kind of like, yeah, I know that. I know Mm -hmm. that to be true. But like the reason we're spending this time here is because are we yet living like it and has the depth of it soaked into our being? Um, yeah. And I just think there's, there's something really good there to, to, and you're never, you're never too far along to kind of, have one of those moments right yeah yeah
1: i mean we, yeah in our in our heads anybody who's been following jesus for any time and you know understands that god is big and god is powerful and that you know the fear i experience is not outside of what he can handle or what he can help me through and yet mm. we find ourselves in this pandemic where we're carrying this weight of anxiety or this weight of uh, exhaustion or this 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 weight of uncertainty or whatever and and just that reminder to say no my god my god is big and powerful Powerful and, and controls the future and holds back evil and has certain victory. Those are those are um, you know truths that are especially meaningful to the to the time and place we find ourselves in these days. And whether you're uh, a pastor or you're just exploring uh, faith for the for the first time, those are things that um, can and should have sort of big resounding impacts on, on on how we live and where we find our confidence and uh, yeah. you know how we conduct ourselves in the every every day.
0: Yeah. That's, that's so good. Um, you know, I don't like normally we can, we can keep going for a while, but I kind of feel like this is a good place to end. Like I would encourage you take a couple minutes now that you might've otherwise spent listening to Paul and I, or Brad and I chatting, uh, and, and remember these truths. Can you give us these four things again, Brad, just as we wrap up, can you remind us what are these four truths that we can just kind of focus in on and, uh, and hold and, and hopefully experience in a new way this week?
1: Yeah, for sure. For, first, God is in control of the future. Even those things that oppose him, he is in control of them. He is in control of the future. Second, he is holding back evil. When you don't see him at work around you, he is in fact at work around you holding back evil and present with you. Um, God's victory over evil is certain. There's no doubt. There's no um, conflict. That That is uh, a truth. And so we can, we can sort of um, when when evil seems to be winning, that's an important one to hold on to, and then finally, God offers salvation through His grace, uh, not through something I've earned or my works. And so that allows us to take a deep sigh of breath and just rest in the fact that it's it's good. He's He's got it. It's it, it's secured in, in Him and not not through uh, our own behavior. And so that's. Um, you know those are some truths that uh certainly resonated with me through this passage and preparation of this message and uh will continue to resonate with me in the in the days and weeks and months to come as we find ourselves um you know in this pandemic and in this this time where things uh, seem to be a little bit more difficult than they should be
0: yeah love it well thank you so much brad thanks for um Yeah. Thanks for allowing God to speak through you this week, um, as as we all kind of do anytime we take take the stage or help lead people in things. Um, Yeah. Really good reminders here. And thank you for listening along. As always, if you've got questions, please just send them our way. We would love to be able to interact with them and interact with you. And we will talk to you with more PostScript next week.